Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Gear 30 on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, the founder of Blister, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Today, I'm talking with Luke Jacobson, the head ski designer and CEO of Moment Skis. Luke and I go through next year's lineup of Moment Skis, and along the way, we also cover a number of rather tangentially related topics. You'll see what I mean. And before we get started, I want to remind you that this Thursday, February 28th at 6 p.m., we will be back at Western Colorado University in Gunnison for the second installment of our Blister Speaker Series at Western. So come join us for the live interview and Q&A that I will be doing with the remarkable explorer, adventurer, expedition guide, and climate educator, Eric Larson. I also want to remind you that we will be throwing a little open house party at our Blister showroom and headquarters in Elevation Hotel, which is located right at the base of Crested Butte Mountain Resort. There will be some stuff to drink and a lot of gear to check out. So come on by, grab a drink, say hi, talk a little shop, Make fun of Sam Shaheen, whatever you feel like. And just upstairs from our HQ, another really cool event is going to be going on. It's called Colorado Crafted, and there will be lots of great beer and food right upstairs for you once you get bored talking to Sam. And with that, let's go ahead and get to my conversation with Moment Ski's head honcho, Luke Jacobson. Luke Jacobson, how are you today and where are you today? Hey, I'm good. Um, still a little jet lag. Just got back from Europe, but I am back at the ski factory, Moment Ski Factory in Reno. And uh, yeah, just getting a bunch of work done before I head out to Canada this Sunday. All right. Wow. Jet setting. Europe, Canada, sneaking in a little factory time when you can. Yeah. Yeah. We got a solid crew and uh, the guys didn't burn down the factory. So um, yeah, we're just cranking away. <laughs> Away. The guys didn't burn down the factory. Uh, to all the moment employees listening to this, it's <laughs> nice to hear the confidence that your fearless leader has in you. Uh, so sweet job, not burning down the factory. <laughs> no, they're they're amazing. They're they all kick ass. Okay. So I I knew they wouldn't um, do that. Good, good. Um, by the way, you're not like. Are you still doing the airplane thing? Yeah. Of course. Are you doing like more death defying things than you were? Is that still the trajectory or you, uh, I don't remember how many podcasts ago we talked about this. You guys can find it in the archives somewhere. What's up? You're, you're doing these toy plane things. Is that a condescending way to talk about it? Did I just get, it is. Yes. No, it's a, it's a, uh, it's an aerobatic plane. It's called a pit special and it's a single speed, single seat aerobatic plane. Um, yeah, it has, so it's a biplane, so it has two wings, and it it can you can kind of put it any way you want. It has inverted fuel and inverted oil, and uh, so you know you go up a couple thousand feet above ground level, and and you know do loops and rolls and tumbles and hammerheads and all this different stuff. And uh, yeah, so it's fun, man. I've been doing that for a while. I actually finally bought a hanger uh, <laughs> out at an airport here, and then my buddy who does a different style of flying, who's actually like, you can go watch him. His name's Trent Palmer. He, uh, he rents hangar space from me, but he has like a backcountry plane. So he goes and lands like on mountaintops and like has these big, it's like a monster truck plane. So it has like one big wing and can fly super slow and, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we got a, we got a cool little man cave out there and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a little cold to fly recently, and I, I, I haven't been doing it a lot. Um, just uh, my, my plane's actually down for annual right now. You have to uh, kind of like do a teardown of your plane and inspect everything every year, uh, and that's required by the FAA. Seems wise. Yeah, 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 especially when you're beating stuff up. So, yeah, it's like, yeah there's, a lot of, there's a lot of safety in, in airplanes they're super super safe and uh, i know a lot of people are scared of them but um no it's like one of the safest things around <laughs> uh okay i'm just gonna let that stand and not not debate that so um well cool let's um you know move on and talk about some skis does that sound all right perfect perfect okay. yeah i never do that <laughs> <laughs> we talked skis a little bit um 
we talked skis a little bit recently, but I figured this is a good time to just go ahead, make sure we are totally up to speed on the 1920 moment lineup. So why don't we just go ahead and, and start by talking about your freestyle skis? Yeah, so the freestyle collection is a little revised, just like as an overview. Um, we saw the PB&J, the Meridian, and uh, a new ski that's really we're really excited about is the Wildcat 108. Then there's the Death Wish and the the traditional Wildcat, which was the Bibby, um, and uh, you know Blister Pro uh, limited release. And so that's what we call our freestyle collection. We kind of go uh, based on waist width. So the the most narrow of all those would be the PB and J, and that's kind of like our all mountain 101 underfoot playful park ski, our park park inspired free ride ski rather. Um, and that ski had not changed in years. Um, for 920, it actually gets dated dual radius side cut on there. This kind of blended side cut that we do and um, so it makes it a little more uh, quick to engage and, and smooth release. It's, we usually, you know, we obviously test everything and we've been, we've been really digging that. Um, but for all intents and purposes, like nothing else has changed on the PB&J. Um, and uh, moving down to the Meridian, the Meridian is, uh, is unchanged other than graphics. Um, still super solid, full rockered ski at, at 107 underfoot. Um, and you guys, you guys have a review of that on your site. I think you have a, a really, you guys haven't had a PB&J in a long time. So, right. um, yeah. Um, and then the new big one, the one the ski we're most excited about is the Wildcat 108. Um, and uh, it was kind of interesting. It was a long process. I mean, like we've, had the PB and J at 101, which is essentially like a super narrow Wildcat, and then we have the, the Wildcat, which is once at 184, and uh, there was nothing really in between in that camber underfoot rocker uh, at the tip and tail design, you know, um, and there was the Death Wish, and you know we like to think that it does ski more like a 108, but it is 112 underfoot, and you know some people are looking for something a little different, um, and so. Um, when we went to design this, we, we just didn't want to like, just, just slim it down. And, um, uh, we wanted to make it its own ski that has, you know, a different build than the death wish that has differentiation from that ski. And, you know, we talked to a lot of our athletes and, um, looked at what, you know, customers and, and, and riders of ours were, were asking for. And it was definitely something that was going to be a little bit damper, which typically translates to heavier um, of a ski in, in that category. And so that's what we did. And we're super excited about it. And, uh, you know, everyone we've got on has, has loved it. And so, yeah, in about two weeks, we'll actually have some that we can send you to test. This nice. Yeah. So you, you think you're done. You're done with the tweaking process. You think this thing's good to go. Yeah. Oh, it's dialed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then what, let's see, what lengths are you making this, the Wildcat 108, let's see, 174, 184, 190. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same size run as the Wildcat, uh, the big one, you know, it shares the same mold still. Um, and, um, yeah, different core. So that's like the biggest difference. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there's, um, it's an Aspen ash core and, uh, the ash just really, you know, adds some weight and, and dampness to the ski. So, um, you know, there's some other little tweaks in there, but that's like the, the main thing to, to talk about, you know, versus the, the Aspen pine that will be in like. Uh, a lot of the other freestyle skis, typically the ash, we, we typically, when we built out these collections of skis, the ash is, is in the more directional damper skis, like the, um, the commanders, the old Belafontes and like the M ones and governors and things like that. Okay. Hmm. So then we get into the question of length. 
184 versus 190. Yeah, I mean, it just it totally depends on your riding style. You know what I mean? Um, we test everything at 190 now um, because we're all like, well, like in house, because um, like we're all pretty tall guys. But back when uh, when uh, Casey Hawkinson was around, the original founder of Moment, he was a little bit shorter than I was, so we used to <laughs> we used to prototype everything at 184. Um, so yeah, and then we we did that for a long time, and like all of us were like, "What are we doing? Like, <laughs> we all want to be on the one night. Why are we making this 184?" Um, so, but we still make the 184 to test and everything like that. Um, yeah, so. Well, cool. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one to get on. And I don't know, it seems to me like seeing what's going on around that 108 width range, things I think are kind of in flux. That feels like a category in flux. So I'm interested to see what this new entry looks like. Well, what do do you mean that that category is in flux? Well, I think like three or four years ago, it felt like there were just some pretty standard options in that category. The Blizzard Cochise was a real benchmark. And I felt like you could kind of pick your flavor, especially in kind of a a bit more, I mean, I know this is in the freestyle collection, but I just feel like in the last couple of years that this 108 space has kind of opened up a bit more where it's become, whether either a little bit more confusing, I don't know, maybe there's a bit of a changing of the guard happening in this range I don't know if it makes any sense, but given that we test a lot of this stuff in that range, I think we find ourselves increasingly with a bit of a question mark when people are asking us, like, what's that best ski kind of at 108? Not really a full-blown POW ski, but, you know, a ski that's still good in chop and you can go pretty hard on. So I don't know. I feel like that's a, it's, a, it's an emerging category right now. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, and it's always been like one that we've never had like a straight answer. Like this is the ski because like people like we, we have the Death Wish. It's our best selling ski, but it's at 112. And there's so many people out there that are like totally caught up in numbers, um, which which is fine, um, especially if you're not able to go out and demo everything. You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, th- this wasn't... Um, you know, like definitely from like a business side, you know, we could, we could look at this and be like, oh, you know, we don't have an offering in this category. What should we make? And, um, you know, there was a little bit of that was like, Hey, you know, we are kind of missing out on this because people are like, you know, they're looking at the death wish waste and it's 112. But realistically, like we have so many guys out here, like the, the, the majority the majority of our athlete team is like skiing in Tahoe at Kirkwood and mainly Squaw Valley. And like, these guys are on their wildcats every single day. (laughs) And that's just like what they love. And, um, it's just like, well, you know, they, they definitely needed something more narrow and they're asking for it. And, um, you know, when, when you make the, the bigger wildcat still has the Aspen pine core and, um, you know, it's not super light because we make a tour version of it. And, uh, but it's not super, it's not a super heavy ski either. But, you know, when you slim down that ski, if it, we just didn't build it, you know, exactly the same. We wanted to like have some, some substance to the ski, something that the guys could charge on when they were skiing their, you know, wildcats and, and they pretty much shouldn't be because it was a little too, you know, it wasn't super deep snow. And it's like, you know, this is, this is the profile. This is the side cut and mount point that you love, but with something that's going to be a little bit more substantial because the snow is going to be tracked out. It's going to be an even better crud buster. And, uh, it's still just going to, you know, lay trenches on the hard back. And that, and that was the goal of the ski. So we'll have to see what you think. Yeah. You know, we'll, well, yeah, we can get you a 184 and a 190. That would be great because I guarantee we're going to get asked that question about a zillion times. So uh, it's it's always nice when we can compare them to each other and, and just kind of talk about like how much of a stability gain or not you get by going longer or shorter and those trade-offs and the rest. So yeah, that would be lovely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the we get that question all the time as well, as you know, and why like blister is so important is that like skis 
straight skis all used to be the same, you know, and the, like they, the, for all intents and purposes, they were. Um, but, you know, nowadays there's there's all this different like tapers and splays and mount points and all this other stuff. But, you know, like at a rocker tip and tail ski, like it's pretty simple, you know, like it's going to ski shorter. But if you are like, I don't know, for most people, I would say, you know, if like if like a 184 is like coming up to like your your eyeballs and you're asking the question about a 190 like you probably shouldn't be on the 190 like if you have to ask you probably shouldn't be there like that's what i tell most people unless i'm like i ask like well what other skis are you on and they are on you know i mean there's there's always an if but um you know i a lot of the times i feel like if you're asking like you probably shouldn't be on the big one but there's there's also a huge consumer base out there too that have like moved into skis um, like the Wildcat series or something like that or like more like free ride skis right and for a long time and they're enjoying a lot more but like they they came from like that um, like getting like rental or demo skis that were called parabolics where all the shops were putting them on these super short skis. So, you know, we get guys that are like, I'm six two, you know, 220 pounds. Like is the 174 good for me? <laughs> I'm like, no way, no way, you know? Um, but I don't know. Like that's, that's just kind of like when we're on the phone or like our, we're on our live chat, like talking with customers on the website, like, you know, that we see a lot of different stuff and it's, um, it, it's interesting, but you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to have sites like Blister to be able to like break it down for people. So that's huge. Why? Thank you. Uh, we, we try. Yeah. What's next? What's next? Uh, then there's death wish classic. Like I already was kind of, you know, I was referring to it a bit. Um, it is our best seller. It's unchanged. It has a really cool moon graphic on it. <laughs> it is. So, it is a pretty cool graphic. I'm not gonna lie. Um, there's a lot of space stuff on here. Um, <laughs> I I won't lie, but the, our uh, our main graphic designer, uh, my good buddy Max Miller. I think we've talked about him before, but um, he spent more time. He he lives in New York now, but he spent more time like living. Um, on my couch this last year, just like staying out here and like pumping out graphics with us. Um, but like he definitely, and I was with him, like we watched that new movie first man a lot because <laughs> we love, we love NASA and space stuff. Um, and like SpaceX and we dork out on it. So he was just like going full force on the space theme this year. And, uh, you know, like space force is a thing now apparently. So that's super cool. Um, <laughs> give me a by the way first man give me your review i have not seen it yet well i mean you know how it ends <laughs> <laughs> i do um i mean what's not to like uh you know we have the moon landing and uh ryan gosling at the same time i mean it's just so much different eye candy it's great <laughs> um <laughs> maybe maybe next year's the the 2021 line can just be a bunch of ryan gosling oh that'd themed. be amazing that'd be amazing i didn't yeah. i didn't know your uh i didn't know about this ryan gosling man crush of yours uh yeah i mean he's i mean like after drive did you ever see drive i did see drive it's a great movie oh yeah come on i like he's great um He's great. No, I mean, they always give him roles where he never talks. It's amazing. <laughs> he just like looks good. Like, uh, like he just sits there and stares. It's hilarious. Um, no, the movie is good. I think they did a really good job. Um, like they, they recreated like a lot of like, I don't even know. Um, I'm not like a big, like movie actor, actress buff. Like I, I know who Ryan Gosling is, but like, um, you just know that like, you're in love with Ryan Gosling, but after that, it's just you only have eyes for Ryan, and then it just who's got time to pay attention to anybody else? Yeah, I mean, I guess like I mean, my girlfriend gets it, you know, so <laughs> it's fine. Um, but, no, but in the movie, they recreated a lot of amazing scenes. Like it is super powerful imagery, um, and it's awesome just to see that like crisp and it's like. They didn't Hollywood it up too much, I don't think. Um, there's, a, there's a little bit of a Hollywood twist in there. I won't give it away. 
Um, but, um, yeah, but, uh, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. To bring it back around. So space graphics, space graphics. Yeah. I didn't want to start talking about like space and all this other stuff. We're here to talk about skis. Um, yeah, no, but the death wish is just, it's, it's the same ski. Um, we love it. You know, like we, uh, we learned our lesson like big time when we tried to change the bibby and that's when the original blister came around. Um, you know, like we're, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, sort of mentality on this one. Um, so yeah, we still love it. I ski the 190 like a lot. Um, it's like the only personal ski I have right now. Um, I rarely have my own personal skis. I'm on, I'm on like demo bindings all the time. Um, but yeah, yeah. And then there's, there's the wildcat, uh, and that's the next one in the line. And it's also as a space graphic. Like, so there's <laughs> Ryan Gosling, uh, on the moon on the wildcat. Shut up. That's <laughs> not really, is that like, that is not, no, that is not a screen grab from first man. Okay. Um, so what's really cool, um, when Max does graphics, like to actually talk about graphics for a second on the skis, um, like NASA has these archives of photos. Um, so that moon graphic is like all stitched together and, um, and they're all like legit photos from NASA. Like that's like that, like moon man, I'd actually don't recall like who that actually is. Um, but like those moon mountains in the background, those are like, there's no pictures like that from NASA that are like that, that have that grade of like a landscape and like a horizon, but those are all stitched together from like real photos. And then like all those moon rocks are real, but like Max had to like paint in the shadows on the right points of those. And then like the texture on the tail is actually from like, um, uh, from farther back on the moon. And it's like, you can't even tell, like, it's amazing. It's just like, especially when it's gorgeous and big on a screen. Um, but you know, there's a lot of weird stuff going on, on like last year's wildcat graphic. And we wanted to kind of bring that around and just kind of continue that story in a loose way. Like not as like tightly knit as how, uh, Josh Bibby like ran his graphic series on the ski. But so that's why there's that like glowing upside down pyramid orb in the sky um, <laughs> that's why yeah yeah interesting that's, why. that's i like how that was the description for why there's a glowing upside down <laughs> orb on the top of the ski it's just like what is that like where is he going to you know it's just like uh, i mean you gotta talk to max sometime like he loves it and 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 he, we always dig it so super fun um but yeah, the Wildcat itself, it's the blister, it's the bibby, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, Everest, uh, yeah. it's so confusing. Like we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, that's another thing we're doing is like, we're, we're not changing names anymore of anything uh-huh. <laughs> and we're making things more concise. Um, and, uh, yeah, we learned our lesson big on that one. Those are the growing pain, pains of, uh, you know, running a small brand. Um, but no, it's, it's the tried and true ski that everyone loves. Um, it's, it's unchanged from, you know, this year's to next year's, just the, just the slick new graphic. And, um, yeah, we love it. It's our number two ski, number one ski, like for the, for the history of moment, like lifetime. So that one's classic. And then there's the, there's the free ride collection. And the free ride collection grew. The free ride collection just is our commander series. And so this year we had our, our 98 and our 108 offering. And um, for next season, it grows into the 98, the 108, the 118. And then it's up here for fun. It's going to be on the website. It's not like, I don't know, it's, kinda, it's, it's a little different. It's the 124. It's a pretty big ski. Um, and we'll get to talking about that one, but, uh, the commander series series is rad. Um, it has an Aspen ash core for a damper ride. And then it has two sheets of metal. And as you know, it is very light for having all that. 
Um, the camber and rocker lines for the ski have been um, revised for 1920. So um, like the side cut and, and uh, the core profile and, and the build, uh, the build slightly changed. It's to dork out about it, like where we lay the tetanol within the ski shifted. Um, but um, it's all redesigned molds, has a more pronounced tip, and the tail is uh, tail splay is slightly lower, um, and it has just a tad more camber. I don't have the numbers um, in front of me for that all that right now, but um, slightly more pronounced tip. Like you, you skied on on this year's version. It just kind of like curves up gently, and now it kind of like that that rocker line is the same line, just like a couple degrees higher and then has like a second radius on a tip, like, like most skis do. Um, and, uh, like they're, um, yeah. And, and they're, you know, they're skiing like pretty much the exact same. It's just like, we wanted a little bit more tip up there, um, for the softer snow. And, um, we wanted, uh, it has a little more bite in the tail because um, those rocker lines are brought down. So um, where it was being pulled up this year, uh, where the ski was being pulled up in the tail, like we wanted to bring that down. So the widest point of the tail was being in contact with the snow a little bit more. So it has a little bit more tail to it, but not a ton. We still wanted to keep that tail really loose and playful. Um, so it feel it felt solid. Uh, charging, but like you can really, really slash that tail out if you want to, um, really quick. So, and, um, so just to be clear, it's a fairly heavily tapered tail, and it sounds like like the one that we skied. It sounds like that is unchanged. Like you said, it's just the tail splay that's been brought down a bit. Is that right? Correct, correct. But if you if you go like look at the ski, the the widest point of the ski. Um, is a little bit higher up in the rocker line. Um, and now it's brought down. So you're going to, you're going to feel a little bit more tail there, especially when it's really firm and, uh, you know, it's going to engage a little bit quicker. Um, it's going to be there for you. So that's, that's the main, that's the main changes on the, uh, the 98 and the 108. And then the 118 is, um, essentially a governor replacement. Um, and, um, you know, the 98 and the 108 are like very similar. They're like, they're not directly scalable, but they are very close to being scalable from one size to the other. You know, if you, you know, held shift and, and dragged your image sort of thing, you know, um, it's pretty close in that, in that regard. Um, but the 118 is not, um, it is a lot straighter. Um, and cause if you did, if you just like scaled up a, um, commander 108 to like a 118 the tip would be like like massive <laughs> it would be it'd be like 151 or something like that it's huge it's mad it's like it's huge um and we actually did make one like that we pretty much just like scaled it up and it was just like way too much side cut like this humongous tip it looks silly tyler curl skied on it for a couple days and and he was like nah and it's like that you know you just got to try it you know um and so this is a lot straighter and, um, it, it still has two sheets of metal in it. It's, it's rad. Um, the tip comes up a little bit higher on it because it was a little bit more soft snow specific. Um, and yeah, so like that we, we've been, the, the governor hasn't officially been in the, in the moment collection for years but we, we have like the reserve collection where we make like remakes of like old classic skis that people love, or we, you know, we'll, we'll do the collaboration with the blister pro with you guys, or we'll make like silly things like Snowblades. And we've always brought the governor back for people cause there's demand for that ski. And, um, we're like, you know what, we really just need to make this ski and like really dial it in and like all the new stuff that we've learned over the years, like, let's just give it a, like, you know, a really nice facelift and, um, you know, it just fit right in there as the Commander 118. And, uh, yeah, Tyler's been on it. It's his new favorite ski, even though he's still 
rides his pink top sheet M1s all the time that are totally thrashed. Um, he just likes that because they're like it's like the stiffest ski we make, and it's just like it's a, it's an ego thing. But it's it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, it is so funny though watching watching edits of Tyler ski. What he's doing on an M1 makes no sense and is frankly fucking badass. It's one thing, right? Obviously, if you just had a very directional skier that's just bombing everything, but then he's like noodling through the park and spinning everything. And you're like, dude, you shouldn't be able to do that on that ski. No, it's, it's, no. <laughs> I, I still stand by like that kid's just impressive. Yeah. Yeah. No. And oh my God, he rides his skis like mounted a lot, a lot farther forward. And he just, he thrashes them. Um, he's, <laughs> He like never waxes them. He never tunes them. <laughs> and, uh, I remember like, it was like last year or the year before. Um, I don't know I, what, what happened. I, I think it was, I think I only had like really big, like prototype skis with me one day. And I was like, Tyler, let me ski one of your skis. Cause we have the same boot, uh, boot sole length. And I got on his meridians that were mounted like super far forward and the bases were thrashed. And it was like the worst ski I've ever been on because it was like so, so like so many core shots. He like he gets on them and he like he just makes you feel horrible. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But it's uh, he rips. He, he's actually like 50 feet away from me right now. He's working in the factory somewhere. So okay. he's he's like athlete. And uh, I mean, he is a paid employee, but we still call him an intern. So that's amazing. I just got to put that out to the world because I know he'll listen to this. I got it. I I have been meaning to do this, but there's definitely going to be a podcast conversation coming up with Tyler at some point. And so when that happens, I am going to grill him about the Commander 108 versus the Commander 118 versus the Wildcat. And we're gonna we're gonna I'm either gonna pummel him into submission and get like kind of like kind of get to a coherent place with him or he's going to convince me that there's actually a rationale to this and like why he's calling and then what he's doing on an m1 and all this so we're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of this at some point you're gonna try to at least the only reason he's on different skis besides the m1 is because we tell him he can't ride the m1 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Anyway, if yeah. you um if if you don't know what we're talking about yet, this isn't the first time that we've both like we've heaped praise and some amount of derision on Tyler. What's his Instagram handle? It's at Tyler Curl C U R L E. Yeah. yeah. Correct. If you yeah. haven't yet, last week I think we were talk telling everybody to go check out Luke Coppa's Instagram handle. This week, your mission is to go look at Tyler's uh, if you haven't already. But um, you'll see why we you'll see why we just talked about him for so long. Anyway, so when you say that that the Commander One Eighteen is a bigger ski, are we talking bigger side cut radius too? Yeah, long, longer side, longer side cut, right? So it's a straighter ski. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, it is like thirties. I don't remember off the top of my head right now because like that. This ski is actually like, it's like 90% finalized, honestly. Um, Tyler actually just got on like the latest iteration um, of the ski. And he hasn't had like, we've had great snow here, but he's only had like, I don't even know if he skied it. I, I don't know if he was saying he thinks it's his new favorite ski just by looking at it or if he actually <laughs> went and skied it today. I really haven't had a chance to talk to Tyler today. But I, I overheard him talking about it. Um, so, um, yeah, but uh, on, on this sort of ski, like Tyler's like the first one that gets on it. <laughs> and then usually because he goes skiing during the week and we're working. Um, and then he comes in in the afternoons. But, yeah, um, yeah, that is uh, that's one thing we need to put the finishing touches on. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't have the exact radius number, uh, side cut radius number uh, on me right now. Well, well, one thing, the, the cool thing to say about this ski, actually, and, and one thing I forgot to mention, is that the Commander 98 and 108 series this season came in a 168, 178, and 188. And for next year, the 108 comes in a 194. And the 118 doesn't come in the super short 68 length. 
but it comes in the 78, the 88, and the 194. So, like, we have, like, a really cool base of skiers that come to us because we used to make a lot of really 190, 190-plus 190 length skis, and we have been doing a bad job and making those skis and taking care of those people. Um, the last couple of years, it's not a big market. That's why like you rarely see skis that long. Um, but they're rad. They're super fun skis. And, um, typically the guys that are skiing on them just rip. So, um, we brought back that, that 190 plus length for, for that crowd. Nice. I'm not skiing the 194. I'll take the 188. We've been talking about it. Crested Butte is a steep, techie mountain. So uh, I, for one, don't need a 194 at this mountain, at least at this moment in time. So when <laughs> that way, everybody listening who's going to email me being like, are you guys going to review the 194? Answer, probably not. We're uh, not going to send you a 194. Okay. <laughs> <No>. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here first. I won't, I won't do it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, that is like, we're like, if that is one ski, you know, you want, you don't need to be like, if you're like in between the 88 and the 94 and you're not sure, like you want the 88 for sure. Like when skis get that big, like they're a lot as you know, but then, but then the, the last part of the, the free ride series would be the commander 124. <clears throat> and, uh, that one is a very different beast than the rest of them. And that ski came um, kind of as a request from Greg Harms at Third Edge Heli. And um, he uh, runs a really rad operation, uh, badass ripping skiers, been around forever, and um, has been an amazing ambassador and uh, supporter of the brand since day one and has been the... Um, number one fan of the Kami that we've made. And we still make that ski for him. And in the 196 version, because he's a tall dude. And, um, you know, we make, then we started making the shorter version and we really started making the shorter. Well, actually, well, the original Kami was an 86, but then, you know, the, the long Kami was originally called the Kamikaze and it had the Swallowtail and then we started making that swallowtail version, the shorter, shorter lengths for like a lot of his, uh, clients that he was, you know, taking up. And, um, you know, after what, 10 plus years now over like over 12 years of the commie now, he was like, you know what, that ski might be a little wide. And I was like, it was 136 underfoot with a shovel that's 160. And I was like, yeah, you know, we've kind of been saying that for years. Um, but cause you can do a lot of cooler things with like rocker and flex now you know it used to be like bigger is better and that was like a like a cool fun part of skiing but um you know rocker lines and tapers and things like that have evolved like all the ski brands have learned so much and there's so many cool fat skis out there um but the 124 is essentially a commie replacement even though it's quite a bit narrower um and that is the only ski in the commander line that does not uh have tetanol in it it, it doesn't need it. Um, it also is, um, quite a bit softer than the rest of the line, because when you make a ski that is that fat, if it doesn't have some more flex to it, it's just going to stay on top. You really want like uh, mainly, mainly the tail, you want the tail to be a little softer. So it actually sinks in a little bit, you know, um, when the first versions we made of this ski were like a little too stiff and you're just like you're too on top of it and that's how the, that's how the super fat skis used to be you know 10 years ago um but like there's a balance between having that float but still being in the powder and enjoying that sensation and um uh yeah and 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 you know we we actually have that was maybe one of the first skis we started prototyping this year because greg has been talking about this ski for a long time and, um, so yeah, we just, um, it's a fun ski. We're just going to make it for Greg and his clients and things like that in third edge heli. But we're like, you know what? This ski's like really fun. It's really cool. Like, you know, we'll just make it for everybody. And it's got owls on it. The whole commander yeah. line does. They don't give a hoot. Um, <laughs> but, uh, 
if there was a higher resolution image on these, like the wings, this is another Max Miller creation, turn into knives. So it's like, it's pretty hardcore, man. I didn't even notice that. Wow. It's knife feathers. Knife. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Max was like downloading photos of knives for like two days to get tons of variation. It's just not the same knife over and over again. That 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 knife owl is gonna whoop Ryan Gosling's little ass. Probably for sure. Yeah. For sure, man. I, you better you know be on the lookout. Respect the knife owl. You can have that yeah. name, by the way, if you want to change it from the Commander series to the Knife Owl series. You can have that one for free. It could work. I know, you know it's got, kind of badass. Like, yeah, it is. Knife it is. owl. We got names like the Death Wish and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was actually thinking about changing the name of the company to uh, to Death Cat because we only sell like Death Wishes and Wildcats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be another ski, the Death Cat, and then I think the next skis you come out with should be the Death Cat and the Knife Owl. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll consider it. Like, okay. We got like, we got like a, a Google Doc of like name ideas. Yep. So I really like yeah. Knife Owl. That's growing on me. <laughs> so. Yeah, do something cool with it. There's definitely worse ski names out there. <laughs> there are. <laughs> yes, there are. Um, cool. What do we got next? We got to keep this moving. Man, there's a lot of skis we're talking about. Tour, tour collection. Tour collection is super easy to talk about. Um, the tour collection um, used to have a little bit of variance uh, from like the standard skis, but like pretty much like our favorite like resort skis, if you will come in the tour line same exact camber side cut we get as close to the flex as we possibly can and they have a dished out fishtail for the the skin clip right and so we have the wildcat tour 108 the death wish tour which forever before it was called the death wish tour this year was the underworld but that was a slim down death wish at 106 underfoot now it is the Death Wish Tour 112. It is the exact same side cut camera rocker profile as the Death Wish. And then there is the Wildcat Tour, the you know 116 Fat Cat version of the ski. And um, we're making these with a little bit less glass, a little bit more carbon. And we make all of our cores in-house, including our tour cores, and that's why we can get the weights that we do. We're not just putting the B comp core in that a lot of companies are. Um, it is a Polonia ash blend. So that ash really helps, even though the ash is heavy, it really helps dampen out like a lighter ski um, that has more carbon in it. And um, the Polonia is just, it's super light. It's awesome to work with. And, um, yeah, I mean, pretty much like you can save, I'm, I'm pretty much any ski, like a, a rule of thumb for the tour collection is that like a pair of the tour skis versus it's like resort counterpart is going to be about a pound lighter for the pair. Um, so, you know, there's that we're not trying to make <clears throat> the lightest touring skis out there. And, and actually they are on definitely the, the lighter end of the spectrum when you look at the weights, but we still want them to ski, uh, as good as possible going downhill, you know, because that's why we're out there. We haven't reviewed any of the, well, we have reviewed the wildcat tour. We haven't reviewed the death wish tour or the wildcat tour 108. I'm curious, like from a customer feedback slash internal, internal house point of view, do you have a kind of favorite of the three? Is there kind of a consensus where we're like, you know, so let's say that you're going to say like, look, we like all three. We're really happy with how they all came out. But do you have particularly strong kind of Ryan Gosling-esque feelings about one of the three? Honestly, I have not spent enough time on the 108 because we made that, we tested it like last year in the spring, like we kind of finalized it when the snow was really crappy at the end of the year. And then this year, Every time I go touring, it has just been awesome here. And so I've always been on the Wildcat tour. Like I've always been on that ski. Um, typically for my longer missions, I was always on like the Underworld, the, the 106 version. But like the 112, 
again, I've only had it like in blowers, been on it in like blower snow and like on in the resort, like making sure it, but like it turns just the same because it all, it's just a death wish template. So I know how the death wish turns. Um, but, um, I mean, the wildcat tour is my favorite and, um, the 118, the 118. Yeah. Yeah. But the 108, we wanted to make that as the tour ski, the, the wildcat, the, the 108 and the tour ski and everyone after they toured on it, they loved it. And they're like, can you make this as a resort ski? And that's where, you know, the wildcat 108 stock version came from. Cause usually like we make this resort ski and everyone's like, Oh, I wish I could tour on this. And that's like typically how the tour collection came around. And this is the first time we made something in the tour collection that everyone's like, Hey, I want to ski this every day. Um, so, um, you know, my, my favorite, just cause like, honestly, it's just been like mainly prototype time on the other ones. And, and, you know, but this, we're going to have such an awesome snowpack and such a great spring for touring. Like I'm going to be on that wildcat tour on a way to ton. I'm sure. Yeah. We need to check that one out. Okay, so that takes us through the touring. Now let's go ahead and talk about the women's collection. Yeah, yeah. So the women's collection, um, same three uh, skis that we've uh, always kind of had as far as the namesake, which would be the Hot Mess, the Sierra, and the Bella. Uh, the Hot Mess is um, your shorter PB and J. So, you know, there's like, we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but you know, like there's kind of like this connotation in the women's skiing world of like shrink it and pink it. Like that's a bad thing. Um, I think when companies shrink it, pink it and put lesser quality materials or make it wimpy is like when it's actually bad. Um, the pink thing, I mean, that's just what the market dictates. There's tons of women out there that want super hardcore rock and roll graphics, but there's the, the reason that like a pink jacket from Patagonia sells really well is because like REI makes the buy and that's what sells at REI. So there's like a, that's like a totally different conversation on that realm. But like the, the case of point is that we build our women's skis with the same materials as our men's skis. And they do have slightly pinker, more feminine graphics on them. Um, and can I just uh, say, by the way, I'm going to go on record that hot mess graphic for next year might be my favorite in the entire collection. Aside from knife owl, that's okay. that thing is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like that seafoam um, colorway and has like the dunked tips and tails. That's like a term Max likes to say for the graphics. Um, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. You yeah. can have Ryan Gosling. I'm taking the hot mess graphic. Okay. Well, you are kind of a hot mess. So that makes <laughs> sense. It's cute. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time I've heard that. Um, um, yeah. But yeah. So the hot mess is is unchanged. What, what we're um, what we're doing with the hot mess next year is we're actually offering it in a shorter length uh, out of one fifty two. So um, I know that like I think the most the the best selling ski I think is like a, a blizzard black pearl like a one forty eight or something like that. It's whatever it is. It's like a super short black pearl. Usually like the, the skiers that were coming a moment, were asking for like longer women's skis. So that's why we've always kind of had some longer ish women's skis in our lineup. And we try to make that blend. Like if you do want the longer ski, you can just jump into the men's ski. Cause it's like the same thing. And typically when it gets longer, it gets a little wider. Um, and so um, we are having a lot more skiers coming to us and, and, and asking for that, that shorter length now. So we're starting to work that in molds and cat time and all that stuff takes a lot of work. So we're, we started with the hot mess on the 152. So that'll be a cool one to have next year. And by the way, I'm just going to say that hot mess is coming in at 91 millimeters wide. Uh, just, I don't think we mentioned that, right? Is that right? Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, I blew past that. Yeah, it's ninety one hundred foot in the in the one seventy two, and then it's like it's eighty nine at one sixty two. It's like a, a two centimeter waist drop per length. So eighty seven millimeters underfoot in a one fifty two. Correct. I'm good at math. So. Nailed it. Nailed yeah, it. Nailed it. Don't forget. Don't forget to carry the two. 
So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then there's the Sierra, which is like the shorter women's death wish. And at 172, that's 99 underfoot. Um, this is one of the few graphics that Max Miller did not do. This is a guy named, pretty funny, Matt Miller. Matt with one T as well. <laughs> so I always like their folders are right next to each other, like <laughs> uh, on the computer for all the art files. And I always click on the wrong one. Um, but yeah, Matt is from England. He like draws everything and colors it all in. And he always does like, he's been doing a different animal on the Sierra for years. And uh, so it's a fox this year. And yeah, this ski's unchanged. Um, just like the Death Wish, it's like in the women's line, it's our best selling women's ski. And it's not broke. We're not going to fix it. So, yeah. And then um, the most exciting thing, I think, in the women's collection is the Bella. And um, <clears throat> I think I may have sent you a photo of it, but my favorite graphic might be the base, which is not featured on our preview site here that, that you're looking at, um, is the, the base of the Bella. It's like this cool dice-up base with this die cut on it. It's like way too much work. We probably shouldn't have done it, but um, it looks awesome. But uh, the, for, for on the ski design side of things, it is <clears throat> a women's wildcat 108 and it is a hybrid um composite build between the tour and the stock wildcat tour 108 or wildcat 108 series um it's kind of a blended it doesn't have a tour core but it has some of the tour composites um and Typically, we hear from a lot of the female skiers that they're a lot more concerned about the weight. And, um, but we don't want to make stuff too light. Um, but like when the skis get bigger at 108 underfoot, um, you know, they do, they start weighing more as they get wider, obviously. Um, so, but the Bella is awesome. Like the, the older Bella used to be camber underfoot, rocker at the tip, tip and tail like this. And it's, it's just not that ski remade. It, it's, the, it's the Wildcat 108. Um, and, uh, I mean the 172 Bella and the 174 Wildcat 108 are like essentially the exact same ski. Um, and then we make it now in a shorter size in the Bella at the 162. That's a good looking top sheet. All the women's skis, honestly, I think look great. So props to the graphic guys, Matt, Matt and Max. Yeah. Strong yep. work there, guys. <laughs> yeah. So we determined that you like women's graphics and yeah. I like Ryan Gosling, right? Yeah, that's what, okay, we, that's what we learned in this one. Yep, I'm good with that. You good with that? Man, be more accurate. <laughs> oh, God. Um, let me see. What else? I, I do want to ask kind of a – We I think we maybe talked about this one time in the past, but you guys had this interesting thing with Google, right? You got profiled as a indie company that was using some, I guess, Google products or software. Did this, um, it seemed to me like that shined a fairly bright light on you guys. And I'm just curious if you feel like there was an effect from that on season and the sales and profile or, you know, not so much. I mean, you guys have obviously been having a raised profile kind of year after year. Was there a Google bump here? Well, let me answer this in like two parts because it's such a kind of a good story at the beginning. Um, we have uh, my new sales guy. <clears throat> we actually have an official sales guy now. We didn't for the last decade. Um, but his name is Fossa, and he's amazing. And he's been a huge reason why like this winter has been so great for us. Um, and just as far as like taking care of customer service and getting the word out and just, and you know, he, we have a new storefront here at the shop and, and all this other stuff we don't need to go into for this story. But, um, he essentially like is answering the phone before I am now. And he was getting this call that there was like this casting agency in New York, New York city that was like, wanted to feature moment for like some video. And he just thought it was crap. And it was like after he talked to this person on the phone six different times that he told me that these conversations happened. 
and he was like, apparently Google wants to do a video with us. And I'm like, what? And then like, I started like, then they wanted to like talk to me and they wanted to talk to uh, Max Smith, who is my right hand man in here. And we were doing all these different phone interviews. And um, what ended up happening is Google has this like campaign, uh, like their marketing, like community marketing event campaign called Grow. And they go to different cities and they take a highlight brand from that city and they make a video about them and then they come to the city and then like the mayor and like senators come out and they have like this big event for small business and it's like grow with Google and they show you all of their um, besides just like using AdWords, you know, there's like the Gmail and the sheets and, and the documents and, and all the different things that Google does. And they, they teach people how to use that and how to help their business. And so you know, we use a lot of Google products and things like that throughout the factory. We use like sheets and there's computers throughout the factory where like I can go look right now and see like where where core production's at or where how much fiberglass is cut or yada, yada. It's all being input all day. So we use this as like a digital, um, you know, uh, manufacturing tracking software that we've built out. And uh, Google liked that and they came in and they did a video on us and it was crazy we were i felt like ryan gosling for a week they were <laughs> oh, they, <laughs> way to bring gosling back in just one more time it's perfect one more time yeah no but like they had like there were like 30 people here and like they had like already had like pictures of us taken and like everyone knew my name and like people are coming in like giving us waters like i can't imagine what it's like to be like a real movie star you know um like people were coming like behind me at my desk and they're like, Hey, do you need help clean up your desk? And I was like, no, this is clean. I cleaned it for you guys. <laughs> like I need this paperwork here. I'm doing something, you know? Um, but it was a super fun project and, um, yeah, it, it, and it turned out really cool. Um, there's two versions of the film. There's like the Google version where like, they like really wanted us to like talk about like the Google products that we use. Um, but the whole—I um, don't even know what to call them—but like the, the director and everybody else, like the the whole actual video production company that came in, it was such a cool crew of guys and girls, and um, they made like this director's cut, which is also like on our Vimeo and on our website. That is like shows a lot more of the factory and it has a lot more heart in it than like Google, um, which is still awesome, but. Um, we like that one um, a little bit more. And um, yeah, but you know, like your question about like, did we get a Google bump? You know, like people ask that a lot. And they also ask that like, did you get like a David Wise bump when he won gold in the Olympics? And um, it's not like as soon as that happens or the next day or the next week, like a million people come knocking on your door and you, you know, you sell thousands of more skis the next day. Like that's, that's not how it works, but it is all like, there is a lot more like brand awareness and there is, and there's also like a lot of, um, confirmation in the brand when these sort of things happen, you know, when someone wins an Olympic gold on your skis, people are like, Oh, look at that. I've heard of those guys. They must be pretty legit. You know, that's like kind of like what people start thinking in that regard. And then you're like, Oh wow, they're working with Google. Like everyone uses Google. And so, you know, this stuff like for sure helps. It's not like, it, it's not like flipping a switch though. Um, and it's, it, it, we're not like riding on like that Google campaign. Like it helped, you know, it was like, it was like really, like the thing we talked about for like, I don't know, like a couple of weeks after it happened to a lot of people. But beyond that, like, you know, everyone's just scrolling and double tapping over and over and over again. You know, the world moves so quick, you know, you have your couple seconds of fame and, it, and it's over and then, you know, on to the next thing. So, um, you know, it helps, but uh, it, we're still we're still working hard, you know. I still got a mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> so. Have the moment back to just grinding every day seems like that's about the that's actually how it kind of should be it seems right but 
I did have one uh, suggestion for how you probably would sell like a thousand pairs of skis overnight. How would we do that? Get Ryan Gosling as a moment rider. I, do you think he skis? I don't know. I don't know. I, I've like never been on his Wikipedia. I, I have no idea, but um, he's probably a huge Gear 30 fan, so I assume he's listening <laughs> to this right now. So, well, if he uh, is, send, yeah. have a, you can send me an email and we'll give him a free pair. Okay. So, Ryan yeah. Gosling, you have a free pair of moments with your name on it. Yeah, I've been for some reason, I guess email me and I will connect you. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, but yeah, I bet uh, I bet that would you'd probably move some pairs. Yeah, I, I actually don't know if that I don't think that would sell a thousand pairs, but uh, it would be hilarious. That's true. It would. You should put them on some pink M1s. Give them Tyler's yeah. pair. Oh my God. If we did a video with Tyler and Ryan Gosling skiing together on Pink M1s and filmed it, like, I think that might sell a thousand pairs. That might pairs. sell a thousand pairs. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we spent a long time on this conversation. I thought this was going to be 30 minutes. and uh, This is gear hour 30. Gear hour 30, yeah. Um, but hey, I appreciate you uh, running down the line. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We're looking forward to getting on some more of this stuff and interesting to hear about the development of the Bella and the development of the Wildcat 108. And it sounds like um, things are proceeding in the right direction. Uh, so try not to screw that up. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on again. And um, thanks for testing everyone's skis on the planet and doing what you guys do. It's super cool. And uh, yeah, stoked to get you some new skis. Well, hey, take care. Uh, don't crash that plane. Tell the guys at the factory not to burn it down, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Sounds good. All right, man. Bye-bye. That's it for this edition of Gear 30. Thanks to Luke Jacobson for the conversation. Thanks to our own Luke Alley for producing this episode. Thanks to Luke Kappa for getting the show notes to this episode live on the website. And thanks to Sam Shaheen, Nah, just kidding. Sam didn't do anything at all, so no thanks to him. Again, we would love to see you this Thursday at 6 p.m. at Western Colorado University for our Blister Speaker Series at Western. And we'd also love to hand you a beer or a glass of wine at our HQ Open House, which is this Saturday from 3 p.m. to, let's call it 6 p.m.-ish. Thanks, everybody. Take good care out there, and we will talk to you again very soon.